my my research is uh, oh, sorry my my paper is based on uh, on experience working at uh, both transitional justice mechanisms in Sierra Leone. Firstly, uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission drafting uh, the recommendations and governance and looking at historical antecedents to the conflict, and then uh, and then last year at the at the uh, special court um, doing research whilst also um, directing a legacy project. Um, and I, I want to focus on uh, on the context in which uh, negotiations uh, to bring about an end to the conflict brought uh, brought about two sort of uh, disparate institutions. Uh, why why that happened, and uh, and the impact um, that the process had uh, on uh, the formation of the institutions and the manner in which they functioned, and then uh, um, and then look at. Uh, any problems that uh, that this presents for um, uh, for peace uh, in both the short term and um, and long term. Um, so the theme that transitional justice literature commonly holds at its centre is that recognition of abuses carried out in the past through uh, the use of some processes, institutional commission of inquiry, is a prerequisite for emerging democracies to transcend such abuses and then move towards democratic consolidation. Uh, and, uh, and security. This paper questions the sharp focus on the abuses themselves. It, qu it queries whether a wider, wider interpretation of the term transition should be undertaken and whether contemporary processes should be described as transitional uh, at all. This paper will focus on the Sierra Leone case uh, where normative doctrine was ostensibly adhered to. I'm going to start by looking at, at the interests which drove particular transitional justice agendas and the extent to which these interests reflected those apparent in the conflict itself. Um, this paper will then address the goals which the institutions purportedly served and their effectiveness in ensuring sustainable peace. Uh, finally, uh, this paper will question the extent to which focusing on the abuses themselves, uh, whether through reconcili reconciliatory or punitive approaches, really addresses the likelihood of abuses recurring. In short, uh, so. Do such processes facilitate a transition which provides for peace in the long term, or do they simply address symptoms uh, of an unjust system which the transitional institutions themselves then reinforce? Uh, various internal but more significantly external actors pursued, pursued various uh, varied approaches to the conclusion of the Sierra Leonean conflict, as well as to the processes which might facilitate its transition. Complacency, particularly where commercial interests uh, were not affected, as well as regional manoeuvring by global powers have prevented a peace process uh, which all key external actors genuinely endorse. Many observers viewed uh, Sierra Leone's transitional apparatus through a lens informed by transitional justice theory, which focused upon justice, reconciliation, uh, truth and legal precedent and paid little attention to why the conflict came about and what might be done to address these causal elements. The causes of Sierra Leone's recent conflict have been cited as the breakdown in institutional checks and balances um, on the executive, the inability of ordinary Sierra Leoneans to assert, assert their rights in a patrimonial society, uh, which fermented sharp and diverse divisions. Uh, those divisions, uh, divisions uh, included um, conflict between young and old, rich and poor, uh, men and women, north and south, free town and upcountry, um, the government, the opposition, um, the armed and the unarmed and, uh, and, uh, and various localised uh, 
um, localised cleavages as well, including uh, ethno-regional and chieftain, um, chieftain house uh, conflicts. But the marginalisation of such groups can, can also be seen as symptomatic of the power structures, uh, where patrimonial power was maintained through distribution of state coffers along party lines, particularly where state revenue um, was diminished in the mid-1980s uh, mid by liberalising economic policy uh, from the outside. So the mid-1980s economic malaise exacerbated socio-economic and political marginalisation of groups already at the periphery. The state's ability to supply, to supply patrimonial lineage was drastically undermined by the decline in the price of palm oil uh, and diminishing control over the diamond industry in particular. The situation further deteriorated due to new leadership was, which was uh, insulated from localised dynamics. This eventually undermined its ability to supply not only its patrimonial constituency uh, at large, but more critically, its, its patrimonial constituency within the armed forces. Sierra Leone's conflict began after a trade dispute between uh, Charles Taylor's uh, MPFL and, uh, and armed forces within Sierra Leone, um, causing uh, a group of MPFL fighters to cross into Sierra Leone um, and, uh, and attack Sierra Leonean armed forces uh, to regain uh, goods that they felt they were owed in a trade dispute. Now, uh, Charles Taylor and Fodo Sanko had previously been, uh, um, been trained by Gaddafi in, uh, in, in Libya, and, uh, and Fodo Sanko had, had uh, created the Revolutionary United Front, which was planning to invade Sierra Leone uh, a few months later. But because of this first attack, uh, um, this agenda was pushed forward, and much of uh, the code of conduct training, the ideological training uh, that many of the uh, many of the intellectual elements from uh, Fora Bay College University in Freetown were insisting upon uh, were then marginalised. And actually, uh, the the students from Fora Bay College actually constituted the original leadership of the Revolutionary United Front, and were then um, uh, and then when then were then marginalised by. Um, by, by Sanko in the, in the months leading up to um, uh, leading up to the end of uh, 1990, um, the political manoeuvring of major world powers in the region, and particularly in Liberia, also instructed their posturing towards the RUF. Broadly, the US and, and British policy was to support Nigeria as the regional superpower, and for Nigeria to support the incumbent government uh, governments in Liberia and Sierra Leone, respectively. France, on the other hand. Uh, supported Libya as a counterweight to Nigerian regional dominance. Uh, Libya backed the MPFL and RUF insurgencies which fought governments in Sierra Leone and Liberia um, and those governments were supported by Nigerian troops under the auspices of region, regional peacekeeping. In August 97 though, Charles Taylor prevailed in, in, uh, in Liberian elections, um, winning 75% of the vote and claiming the, uh, the Liberian presidency. Now this caused a US policy shift, um, which was critical both to the conclusion of the Sierra Leonean conflict uh, and to um, the creation of Sierra Leone's uh, um, transitional justice mechanisms. Um, the US, um, uh, led by Special Envoy Jesse Jackson, um, switched its allegiance to Charles Taylor within Liberia. Um, this also meant supporting the RUF diplomatically, which contrasted with the British position um, of supporting uh, sitting Sierra Leonean governments. 
The TRC was thus pushed as a mechanism to provide amnesty, which was personally guaranteed uh, to Sanko um, a number of times by, by Jackson and provided for the Lomo Peace Agreement um, signed in July 1999 uh, after much um, uh, coercion on the part of, on the part of Jackson um, of the President of Sierra Leone, Ahmed Tijan Kavar. Um, in, February, in February 2000, Sierra Leone's parliament passed the Truth and Reconciliation Act. But then in May, 500 UN peacekeepers were captured up country, arguably by RUF dissidents, and members of the army formerly aligned to the RUF arrested um, then, sorry, members of the, uh, of the Sierra Leone Armed Forces formerly aligned with the RUF uh, arrested Fodo Sanko and other senior members of the RUF um, and handed them over uh, to British forces which had recently been dispatched to the ground. Um, this, caused, uh, this caused the US to shift its position again. Uh, and joined the US fired Jackson as its special envoy and shifted its allegiance away from Taylor, from the Taylor RUF alliance towards the Kabar government, which requested United Nations assistance in trying the RUF for crimes against the people of Sierra Leone and for the taking of United Nations peacekeepers as hostage. Britain ramped up its, its presence, um, uh, forced, uh, um, forced the RUF, forced the RUF back into, uh, um, into effective unconditional surrender, um, and in August 2000, uh, sorry, by, by 2002, um, and in August 2000, the Security Council called, uh, before that, August 2000, the Security Council called for the establishment of a tribunal to try those who bear the greatest responsibility for crimes committed. But unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for, uh, for Britain and France, the acts to create the Truth and Reconciliation Commission had already occurred back in February 2000, um, and that uh, and, and that then went ahead. Taylor, uh, who had always had the traditionally had the backing of France, um, was then very much dependent on uh, France and, to a lesser extent, China for political protection. Um, both of those countries deriving large commercial benefit, particularly from the timber industry within Liberia. In March 2003, the Special Court indicted 12 Sierra Leoneans and then later in June also released an indictment of Taylor, um, who was subsequently uh, um, pressured by the US to leave Liberia um, and, and, did so, um, and did so finally being transferred to the Special Court in 2006. Transitional justice processes um, have been implemented in geographically and culturally diverse parts of the globe. But the application of human rights norms can be problematic, particularly when, when pursued through mechanisms such as a court of law, which has historically been viewed as a tool at the disposal of the executive for the exertion of state power on those without wealth or political connection. I don't have time to go into uh, um, to the historical nature of the way um, the formal justice system in Sierra Leone um, has, has been used, but at almost every transition of, uh, of power from one party to another, uh, or whether a coup d'etat takes place, there's been some form of uh, either um, commission of inquiry um, or criminal proceeding which is uh, being used to ostensibly legitimise the incoming government and, uh, and criminalise um, those that they've replaced. 
The thrust of such a mechanism was reinforced when its mandate provided effective immunity to UN and Igamog peacekeepers, as well as mercenaries and British forces that fought alongside the government, and restricted the temporal mandate of the court to the second half of the conflict. Prosecutorial policy and jur jurisprudence has been viewed as pursuing the interests of the sitting government of the day and the court's financial supporters, the United States and the UK. Advocates, uh, as the Truth and Reconciliation Commission had already been established, as I said, it went ahead alongside the special court, accompanied with the rhetoric of a new transitional justice model and a, and a meagre budget, comparatively, totaling $10 million, which was subsequently cut to $6.27 million in August 2002. This reflected a shift towards a military solution uh, by the two key external players um, to conclude the conflict and a tribunal to further impose such an outcome which was expected to cost more than $400 million were proceedings to uh, conclude this year, which, uh, which doesn't look likely. The creation and implementation of the Sierra Leonean TRC constructed normative parameters within which testimony was provided. The lead commissioners at the hearings, Bishop Humper, uh, sorry, the lead commissioner at the hearings, Bishop Humper, in opening remarks, made the telling of truth a, pre a prerequisite to healing. However, in local hearings, such as those in Tonkalili district, disputes over what constituted the truth actually deepened distrust and animosity uh, between those perceived as victims and those perceived as perpetrators. The category of victim and per perpetrator was also highly contentious, with many of those who committed abuses also seeing themselves uh, as social and economic uh, victims um, of, a, of a corrupt system they were seeking um, to justly overthrow. The commissioners focused a great deal on the abuses themselves and very little on macroeconomic climate and the, and the grievances of those who were committing, committing abuses. Testimony at public hearings appeared to be informed by the existence of the tribunal, uh, with, with many believing a secret tunnel, tunnel existed between the two institutions. They were geographically located right next door to each other. The limited funding also made it particularly difficult for investigators to assess the role of key external powers such as Libya and Nigeria, uh, let alone Britain, France and the UK. Although incapacitated and having to conduct many interviews of combatants in secret, it did compile an authoritative account of the localised dynamics of the conflict and a broad outline of the issues which caused the conflict to occur. These two critical aspects of the report drove the findings and recommendations for all key stakeholders. But the recommendations have been viewed as too specific and too numerous criticisms which came mostly from those the recommendations were directed towards, particularly the government and, uh, and multilateral and bilateral donors. So what impact do these institutions have on peace in Sierra Leone now and in the medium to long term? Immediately post-conflict, these institutions have had a dramatically positive impact. Uh, it can be said on the security situation within Sierra Leone. But as our speaker last night alluded to, a military solution rarely provides for peace in the long term. Indeed, many of the recommendations included in the TRC report have been neglected as the government and human rights groups focus on attributing blame to, to individuals. A case can be made at the international level for incremental steps, which the special court undoubtedly takes towards a, pr a precedent which rejects impunity, but at what cost? Certainly the precedent may not be helpful in Sierra Leone. The nature of the tribunal reimposes structures of power which marginalised certain groups in Sierra Leone to the extent they felt they had little option but to take up arms against the state. 
The nature of hearings before the TRC instructed confession from perpetrators without public examination of the grievances perpetrators had at the outset, and outset of and during the conflict. Reconciliation ceremonies conducted by chiefs and religious elders after testimony often allowed a compromise where perpetrators re requested forgiveness without having to specify uh, what they were requesting forgiveness for. These ceremonies allowed for a degree of healing, but still imposed the same structures through the same chiefs and elders many youths had originally rebelled against. In terms of peace in the long term, the solution is more detailed in a critical examination of governance and the growing encroachment of the private sector on the state, as well as localised dynamics of discontent is required. The transitional justice model needed to include greater focus on the structure and function of the state, the interests that the interests that structure and function served, and the reform required for more equitable delivery of social and economic rights to marginalised groups. As the conflict was just as, a, was just as much about social and economic as well as civil and political rights, so, so too should be transitional justice responses. Last year, a community-based healing initiative called Fumble Talk commenced. Fumble Talk is Creole for family talk and provides for reconciliation and forgiveness at village level. Arguably, such initiatives should precipitate and indeed inform the establishment of other mechanisms, but certainly the TRC was unable to facilitate such localised discussion and healing. The formation of transitional mechanisms to complement large military deployments by one party of the conflict needs to be reconsidered. The potential for transitional processes to contribute to lasting peace is enormous, but for them to be effective, they must be established on the back of broad consultation rather than at the discretion of those that support one warring party or facilitate negotiations. The established, the established peace may not be broken by other, another armed insurrection. Disarmament, demobilisation and reintegration went some way to curtailing, to curtailing that possibility. But the discontent of disenfranchised youth without access, access to education, healthcare and employment remains. The, the formation of armed criminal gangs of youths is a foreseeable problem uh, in Sierra Leone in the near future, uh, and arguably, given, uh, given recent events in the, um, in the capital, um, uh, there are signs that it's starting to occur already. Such armed groups are vulnerable to manipulation by political elites, and with an economic crisis already causing dramatic increases in the prices of, foods, of basic foodstuffs, youth desperation is on the rise. The transitional element of transitional justice is thus brought into question. If governments and external actors are to focus uh, victims' attention on the culpability of a narrow group of perpetrators rather than the underlying causal elements of the conflict and the structures of power which these elements are symptomatic thereof, then can it be said that there has been transition at all? More importantly, can it be said that lasting peace has seriously been pursued? With some of the, of the lowest socio-economic indicators in the world, including average life expectancy of below 40 years and infant mortality at around 30%, the transition might be difficult for your average Sierra Leonean to make up.